Thanks, Anthony. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Drinking. Drinking and hanging out in Texas. Oh. Rump Chat Crowd. The podcast that kicks ass. That's the truth. Day 10. Um, Had a pretty big day yesterday. You know, uh, it's... uh, We have proven a fact that uh, for those of us that have uh, our hands in probably way too much shit during this week, uh, it doesn't matter where the NFR is at, day 10, you want to go home. Yeah. Uh, No, we're very blessed. Uh, It's a beautiful day. We are blessed to have you all here. And everybody watching. No, the fridge. Okay, so last night to the a-holes that flipped this table over, thought that was funny. Um, I hope you get arrested sometime soon. I hope you have to pay to park. Like, yeah. Oh, you already do. <laughs> yeah, this table was upside down when, when the guys got here this morning. But our Go Buckle Beer refrigerator was saved by Jersey Jake, and he's going to get it. And I would appreciate if somebody could put some Go Buckle Beer in it. Immediately. I'm starting to shake. Uh, yeah, it's about, it's about that shaky time of the day, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's been a great... Uh, Clock in the afternoon, shooting tequila with Mayor Betsy. No big deal. And she she actually took the shot better than we did because that tequila that you could feel it. You could feel the fire in your esophagus. Yeah, it was all there. It was yeah. all there. But and she uh, never she never took a bad step. No, she was one drip like just threw it back and and uh, had the piece of fruit that went with it and went on. Yeah, she's on. A, it's called a lime. I'm I'm not a tequila. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. Wow. I only drink hard seltzer, so I don't know. That is okay. very- At, um, and oh, half a million downloads later. So thank you to all of you who listen to our the greatest podcast in the world. Move over, Joe Rogan. We're just waiting for Spotify to send us that $100 million check. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica Whaler with Gold Buckle Beer. Let's give Jessica a round of applause for bringing it to yes. Texas. She went on another podcast, too, which is not cool. I saw that. Yeah, you did. Uh, anyway, thank you, Jersey. But we, we started last year, and now it is a tradition that we have this legend on, round 10, to wrap it up, put everything together. He, he's, a, he's just a cool dude, and we love him. He turns down a lot of requests, but yet he does not turn us down. And that's why we are so, so honored to have this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Beaver. Oh, eight-time champ of the world! Ha! Yep, that's you, amigo. Joe's like Joe's like a fine wine, you know. <laughs> you just get you just you look just as cool now as you did in '85. I don't know if did not you, cooler. Did you see the thing on on the big screen last night? Uh-uh. They did the deal of the '35, whatever NFR, and I was starting my TV and I looked over at that and I was like, "Who is that guy?" And then I looked again, and I was like, "Hell, that's me!" <laughs> <laughs> did you have on your custom? Uh, Walmart knee brace on that no, you wore back. This is after when I when we had the real one too. That I had the custom on Walmart. The first. one that yeah. the one used to rope calves and that pulled over the jeans yeah. so everybody could see it. <laughs> everybody thought that was going to help your knee, you know. And I wonder why I didn't have a knee after about a year. <laughs> but that's I think the one reason I look old is because, you know, this used to not be so fancy down here, but it was always open late. 
and, and the Cadillac down there and filthy McNasties and, yeah. you know, all those touring spots. Yeah, well. They were they were more than touring spots way back there. Well, Cadillac's <laughs> a safe place to be because uh, COVID's probably not near the, as bad as what you'll normally catch yeah. inside the Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> There's not Let's just say if you if you've been there and you stayed after hours, that the COVID probably doesn't yeah. stand much chance. <laughs> There's no. You do have an autographed picture in there. I have yeah, seen that. I do. Yeah. There, there's no vaccine for herpes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what headaches I've heard. and headaches in the uh-huh. afternoon. So. Right. That's yeah. what you drink yeah. in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. But, but listen, it, it really did about let's let's do one thing. These guys are really trying to promote the the rodeo business in every aspect. This is one of the finest barrel men you'll ever see. Oh, and this is one of the best up sound men in the business. There's not a lot of people can do what they do. There's a lot of people can do what we do. We rope, we ride, whatever. And, and it's kind of a fine line and a unique uh, opportunity when they get let you inside that world. So, you know, this is an important podcast. This is fun. But these two guys, at what they do, people, y'all don't see them every day, are the best in the business at what they do. And, you know, when they call and want me to do, I turn down other podcasts because if you mess with the best, you get the rest. And these guys, they're the best. We, we had to pay him a lot of money to say that. but <laughs> They paid my parking. Yeah, sorry. They paid my parking over there in East Dallas. Oh, yeah. the hell I no, no, see <laughs> <laughs> that, thank you. First of all, thank you for the kind words. That means a lot coming from you. But, you know, we went on Flint show the other day and I was telling Joe, like, I'm sorry, man. Like Flint show, his guy, Kurt, sends you a text. You go to this address and then you pull in. There's a guy at the gate and your name's on a list and you park and then you go there. They guide you to this door and your name's on a list. And then, and then there's you, a green room. You follow just, the arrows down. We, the... we just we just say be in front of the Cowtown Coliseum at two, please. Thanks. And we. But you know that's kind of how Rope Chat is. You know we we. That's why it's unique. We're not organized. <laughs> we're, we're not scripted up here. No, either. we're kind of crummy. Absolutely not. Uh, but we've got along really good all week. We've had uh, a great week and a great NFR. And no matter what anybody says, we we've, we've kind of touched base on it every day. Everybody wants to say, well, what about this in Vegas or what about this in Texas? At the end of the day, the competition has probably been the best competition we've had in a long time in every event. Yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're at the national finals. Yeah. And, and you know what? Wake up and, and look around. You're not in Vegas. They didn't. They, they, they couldn't have it. St- uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Arlington, they all stepped up, and we got it here, which is a real, bl- a real break for those guys out there that need the money. But at the end of the night, you go watch the national finals, 15 best, best, best stock, you get the best rodeo. Yeah, and, like, if you look at each event, I mean, it is – Tonight is, you know, so many times in the past, it's like by the time yep. we've talked about it, you get to round 10, it's like, oh, we already know who's going to win. But, like, in every event, it's pretty close. Except Even the all-round. Stetson's well, got the all-round. Well, in the barrel right? race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The barrel race. If you're a barrel racer, that yellow mare is like having a, a rock in your boot. Every time you think you got it where you can walk that hurting, that bitch shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, that mare is just about unbeatable. When she makes her run – I've seen Scamper, and I've seen Bozo, and it's like watching the, those two. You know, because we watch it at night. If you watch Rodeo at all, it doesn't matter. Let a horse make a good run. It's like she's like Ferdinand in that movie, watching over the fence. Oh, I got that. You know, she just lays one down. But the all-around in the barrel race. Other than that, guys, we got us a race. Oh, I'm telling you. And who are back riding? Is yep. it, what is it, uh, about 15,000, something like that? Three guys, isn't it? Really and truly, three guys still could win. Let me get yeah. to it. If, if the mathematics come out right. You know, it's a, it's open. Yeah, Tim, Timmy's uh, Timmy's in one. 
Casey two and Oren. Uh, I don't know. There's there's about uh, yeah about sixteen thousand between Tim and Casey, and mm -hmm. it pays what to win. What are the rounds? <laughs> what is official? Yeah, is that actually? Is, is what is it? You know the point. The official points are going to count twenty seven thousand, just like it's it's paying that. They said you know um, I did a deal the other day for a bunch of legislators, and they said then that they thought. If the ticket sales and everything stayed strong throughout the rodeo, they'd be almost to what Vegas was, if not even. So, so the that average was meaning wow. a lot. So sixty-seven thousand. Sixty-seven thousand. And the irregardless if it pays forty-five or sixty-seven, sixty-seven's counting. So it's just like a regular payout. And so tonight, you know, I always say, and, and we've talked about this before, but it, you almost have to have a chance for two checks tonight to win a world championship. Yeah. You got to place in the round in the average because if one person stumbles up there and wins, you know, second round, second average, they're gonna win seventy thousand. Yeah. So that's a big that's a big makeup one run. <laughs> what did what did the what did the average pay in nineteen eighty five, your first year? <laughs> I think the rounds paid eighty one hundred or seventy eight hundred and the average paid like maybe sixteen or seventeen. However, I I have a thought on that. Mm -hmm. After going through some of the trade shows and whatever, winning eight thousand in nineteen eighty five Pro that eight thousand probably went a lot farther than seventeen thousand now. Because well, I'll bet, I'll bet back in nineteen eighty-five, you can go to the trade show and see a two hundred and ninety-eight thousand dollar trailer. <laughs> no, but you know you got to remember too. Some of these guys are young that won that the first round. I was I won eight thousand first night and. It still spent real fast because <laughs> the nightlife still cost a lot of money back then. Uh, you know what I what'd mean? What did you spend it on, Joe? Tell us. Probably too much whiskey, too much drugs, too much <laughs> airplanes, too much buying people's everything. See, I mean, there ain't no sense in hiding that it. That is truth, Motley you know? Crue stuff. That's uh, what I'm talking wow, about. That's why yeah. Joe B is the, is, is the perfect guy to end this on. That's right why there. he looks so old now. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, uh, uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, the bull riding. There's like $81 between yeah. Ty Wallace and Stetson. Yeah, and last night, honestly, I thought Ty Wallace had that one licked. And if he rides him last night, it's really going to be interesting. But you know what, to me, is such a breath of fresh air. For so long, and, you, and don't get me wrong, you know, I love him to death, and I, I, I call him the king of the cowboys, maybe the one of the first guys to call him that. But for so long, the all-around race was just stale when it got here. Trevor, it was just Trevor. We knew it. He knew it. Everybody else knew it. Well, this Stetson Wright has brought a, a Ty Murray flair, if you will, back into the rodeo business. And I think that's really good because if you don't challenge somebody to be an all-around champion, work more than one event, nobody's going to. Stetson Wright took that challenge up, I thought, because I didn't think his bronc riding was n near as strong as it is now a year mm -hmm. and a half ago. So, man, the all-around race, to me, that, that's what we need. We need some fire, and Stetson's bringing it in a bull riding, too. And I'm telling you, but it's, it's not. That kid can really seriously ride bulls. Seriously. That, that bull of uh, uh, Benny Butler's last night is hard to ride, and he was dropping down in there. And, and if you watched him, Rump, he never got his hips out of line. I mean, he rode him like he was just a big jersey jumping down the arena. <laughs> it, you know the thing I like about him the, the best, too, is he doesn't get mad. You're not going to see Stetson – Slap the shoots or well, throw hell, a he's won three hundred thousand. He ain't gonna be mad. <laughs> well, Who's uh, gonna be mad? Well, I'm saying like throughout the year, you know, yeah. I work about two hundred performances a year, and about everywhere I go, I see see the rights, and you never they buck off. Sometimes they they get a bad roll, but you never see them try to quarter a judge. You never see them ask for a re-ride. You never see them throw a fit. Actually, when um when Stetson got bucked off, I think it was a uh, Pialip. 
to, to to possibly make the finals last year. The yeah uh, year before last. The year before in last, the Broncrine. In the yeah. Broncrine. Yeah. He's like laughing, and then I go, "What are you laughing at?" He goes, "Well, guess we'll try again later." <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking I would have been crying. Okay. <laughs> Like my year is over. Yeah, that's just that's just having a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time in your future, <laughs> and you don't really care what happens right now. Uh, because if you look, and I'll tell you something else though too. To me, to me, all those boys, um, they have that it, and you know that it is either in you or it's not. And it might be in you to be a volleyball player, to be a barrel man, to do sound, to do whatever. But if they have that it, and, and, and every one of them, it seems like, come out, you know, come the same way. They come out trying to win first, cost them a lot. You know, I, I thought a year ago, two years ago, we would never make it through 10 rounds with Ryder and Rusty not missing out forehead. They fixed it. Mm-hmm. They have the it. Yep. They have the winning it. Shad Mayfield, he's got the it because he bounces in there, wins all, you know. So I think it's fun to watch, uh, especially with, like you said, that they don't get mad. They just have fun. They cheer each other on. But I'm going to tell you what makes all that better. 27000 a night, 67000 <laughs> at the end. Yeah, you can be sad if you what? pick up one. <laughs> oh. So t- talking about Shad, Shad's in the lead, 198000 Hunter is behind him at 168. Yeah, Hunter's got no average chance, so so he's doomed. But but what a story about Hunter. Oh, I mean, just to, just to get back where he was a year ago. I mean, he couldn't tie one in 12 if you held three guns to his left knee. I mean, it just he couldn't. He was shot. Uh, had three hip surgeries. Came back. Still looked terrible to me. I thought. And then this year started finally getting it together. Goes in there and. You know, gets his old partner Rambo back. That's a horse that he about won the world championship on twice. Uh, that horse has got to be 19, 20 years old now. And they just brought each other back, man. And what a story. I, that's what I was so happy to see. You know, I, uh, Hunter and I went to college um, at Southwestern. Yep. And i never forget this. Uh, I was a senior when he was a freshman. Uh, Lucky so, for Hunter. <laughs> I, I was actually in my second or third year as a senior. And that's not a joke. And uh, – Hunter was uh, was roping, and he he won the first two college rodeos. Like, won the long round, the short round, the average at yep. Colby, Kansas, and Pratt, Kansas. And he gets to uh, the third rodeo of the year, which was Northwestern that I used to go to. And uh, that was during Kansas City. Oh. At the yeah, American, Royal. American Royal. So he's winning, like, the first two rounds at the American Royal. And uh, the rodeo coach... Chad Ramirez, who's just a peach, and uh, he told he told Hunter, he says, "Look, Hunter, I got to tell you right now, because Hunter told him he goes, I'm going to turn out of Alva and go to uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, yeah. and Will Will Lowe had turned out in a different region and done that. So I mean, a couple of those guys that were working uh, both ends, like Jesse Bell back then when he won Houston yeah. and had to turn out of Manhattan, Kansas. So, but he, Peach, Peach wasn't high on this, was he? No, he uh, – <laughs> so Ramirez says, I tell you what, Hunter, if you turn out of, of Alva's college rodeo, he said, you got four years in college to rodeo. You got the rest of your life to make the finals. It's your decision. If you turn out and, and make the NFR, that's one thing, but don't expect to come back to Southwestern. And he didn't. <laughs> he, he went one Kansas City and, and went to the NFR that year. So. That's uh, I remember that so good because 
Chad's like, yeah, he'll be back. I'm like, yeah. I, no, don't, I don't think he will. He's going to be roping at a college rodeo for $323, <laughs> you know. I'm going to tell you how good that guy roped. He was about 16 or 17, and we were at uh, – remember they used to have the Mobetta over there, and it was raining oh, yeah. and cold. I ran so the neck rope at that several times. <laughs> we, go to, um, we go to their house over there to stay, and in they the, in, in had a little indoor arena, and he could put horses over and stuff. We did and visited. So they're in there roping that night when I get there. It's about 11 o'clock. I put my horses up, and my wife, Brody, and them were all in the bed, buckwheat there in there. And so I get to watching this kid rope. Man, he runs 10 or 12 on one horse. He gets off run 10 or 12 on another. I went and woke them up. I said, they said, what? About 1230, I said, come see me 10 years ago. I said, I just really don't impress very much with the rope. He really was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's more than just the rope, and he was at the bottom. When you're, and, when you're back in Apache helping Maury Tate for $20 a day, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> when you're working at Cody Knight Rodeo and, yeah. you know, you're, you're Been there. For $47 it pays each night, and then now he's at the national finals. So I think that tells you two things about guys that, you know, that fight for it and maybe, you know, show a little mad and they don't do good or whatever because Hunter's one of us. Uh, but but the character and the work ethic that you have to have to be successful in this sport sometimes get tested to the limits. Hunter Heron got tested to the limits, bounced back. That's awesome. Good for Hunter. Yeah, round of applause for Hunter. Yeah, good for him. But, you know, the, like Hambo and I were talking yesterday where we are on the, the tie-down roping talk. It's just crazy anymore because I've been in here for the junior NFR and the junior events that we all have or, or the, uh, the ropings they have there at Guthrie. Yep. At Rising Stars, well, in the 14 to 18 tie-down roping, there might be 140 kids, and there might be 60 of them that could probably beat a lot of guys going to pro rodeos. Oh, man. I mean, like, that came out of nowhere. Just like right here the other day, 15 and under. My, I've got a boy that's 15, Kobe Dowd, John's brother. <clears throat> he comes back third high call, and he's 8-2. And there was no guarantee he's going to win better than third. You know, the two guys ahead of him, they had half a second on him, but it, you just you, you see the 12 and unders. I had a 12 and under kid the other day, and you know if you don't get them up, it's plus five because there's some little 12 and unders, right? But there's some big as me and you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a boy hold his slack, turn three around. He t- he went to the short go. He's 30 flat on three. He's 11. Wow. Lord. I mean, you know, get but, you some of that if you want to rope. But that just you know for those of you who don't know, Joe has taken so many young guys under his wing. Over the years, uh, John Douch is his latest uh, uh, product, I guess you could yeah. say, yeah. That, uh, and who's kicking ass, and he's going to be at the finals next he year. He was 16th last year, yeah. right, John? Yeah, he was. And yeah. um, I just – kudos to you with, for taking all that time, and, and it's, just, it's just not a job to you. It's a passion. Well, and and that just shows kind of the, the guy that Joe B it's is. It's good to give back, and that's what Joe that's does. It. He gives back to the sport that's been good to him because – I'm telling y'all, at the end of the day, it don't matter what you've done. I mean, it don't matter how much money you've won. Whatever you leave with the sport, you know, no one's ever going to go, man, that guy was an asshole, but, boy, he had a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's, a, this, that's exactly right. This business, and it's like that, I'm, I, I'm sure, in NFL and stuff too, but it's hard. It chews up guys and spits it out. I mean, I've seen I, – I watched Hawkeye Hanson, a legend. I had to borrow 200 bucks from a buddy to get home. 
Yeah, well, it and happens. I mean that's yeah. that's a. Uh, it's it you know what really else, puts though, things into perspective. You I know, think him, Bone. I think um, you know, rodeos like anything else. And and Edler, we're just talking. Here's a guy, you know, been struggling, makes him, makes him, and look how good this week can be. You know, then you take a guy, you take a guy like you know, um, Cole Elsher. He has not rode a bronc yet. You know, he didn't get here by an invitation in the mail. They didn't say, hey, you're a pretty good boy. Come on to the national finals. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to ride the rank ones to make it. But one week, can you can't let one week or, or one year or five years of your career define who you are. There's got to be something more to you than what you have in the arena. Well, I think some of that is, like, and Cole's been there before, but it's – just instilled into all of our youth and rodeo because it was to me when I was a contestant as it is for so many kids you know when from the time you're little and you're watching kids walking up and down and roping and like it's put in your mind you got to make the finals you got to make the finals you got to make the finals yeah so then you get to high school you know and and you do the high school finals which you know everybody makes kind of um no not really except for no, him. me neither except me for neither. him <laughs> But you know what? My just, brother broke out to go, so uh, it's his fault. Yeah, blame it on him. <laughs> breaking hearts and breaking barriers since 1998, <laughs> and, and pushing steers. But you know, uh, it, it is. It's so drilled into the system. You got to make the NFR. You got to make the NFR. That I think that that you start these younger kids, and they go and go and go, and then by the time they get going for real, they're about half burnt out, and then they don't make the finals. Then they think, "What the hell am I going to do?" You know, I'm. 28 years hey. old, I don't have any education. All I've ever tried right. to do is rope, and now I'm trying that, to figure something out. But that's out. why, like at all my clinics and stuff, that's why I try to instill, Rump. You know, I tell them all, we sit down and have this big talk, okay, if you get a scholarship, volleyball, track, rodeo, whatever, if somebody's going to pay you to give you an education, go get an education. And because stay I'm there telling as long you, as you can. yeah, yeah, live on mom and dad as long as you can, because Be the real world ain't nothing like you think it is till you get out there. <laughs> but <laughs> but there's too many that I think that we're, and I mean, hey, look, man, I, my boy, Kobe, you know, he doesn't, he went to home homeschool. We pay a teacher, ten to two. You know, my wife said, you're not going to be dumb. You're going to learn something. You're going to be, you're going to have some education because I try to tell those guys now too. It's a world of trains, planes, automobiles, enter online, you know, pay your fees here. And if you don't know how to do all that, you're behind the eight ball to start. And, and for a guy that, you're, like you said, you're, you know, you're a standout. You're a standout high school guy. Well, everybody puts that pressure on you. You need to make the finals next year. Yeah, you're going to make the finals. And when you don't, the shell shock hits like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Weston Hughes is a prime example. Weston Hughes was the most dominant roper at 12 and under to, to 17 years old that maybe we've ever seen. He won every 12 and under open, not some. He won every 15 and under open. He got into high school and he won, you know, he won 80,000 his senior year and at the amateur rodeos and stuff. Well, then he started, he got his card and he, he started having trouble. He, he, hurt, he had a back, he hurt his back when he was a kid. It kept bothering him. He kept fighting it. He kept one thing then another. Pretty soon, he sees three years go by no national finals. He don't know what to do. And we finally got him talked in, go get his back fixed, take a year off, look around, see what you got, look at a job. You want to work? You want to rope? What do you want to do? Here he is at the national finals. He's won, what, 90,000? Yep. So, you, yeah, you're spot on with yeah. that. I think that's right on. But, you know, I also think that 
at me uh, uh, getting older and, and being a rodeo clown, which a lot of people don't know that I did steer wrestle for a long time. And I went to the, went to the college finals uh, before I was fat. This is pre-fat days. <laughs> uh, and I'm not ashamed of it, but uh, I've made the finals uh, the, yep. in the saddle bronc riding four years. And I wanted a bulldog bad, you mm-hmm. know. And I went with uh, Drew Melvin, who made the finals, and Jewel Hazen, who made the finals, and Stockton Graves, who made the finals. And uh, I think the best I did was like 30th. Wasn't it? Wouldn't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, uh, you were uh, 34th. 34th. And then this. He was, at one time, he was the, one of the top 34 steer Well, wrestlers. what happened was I was fixing on, <laughs> I did really good at Reno, and then this stupid-ass leg that always breaks <laughs> and continues to break to this day, broke again. <laughs> and um, and then it, it, I was in the same boat because it threw me off. I'm like, man, I youth rodeoed. And I, I wasn't like, a, like a, some of the other kids that had like other things they wanted to do. That was it. That's all I want to do. I watch these Roy Duval videos for hours and hours. And I, uh, you know, from my dad putting rodeos on, uh, Oat Berry would let me hang out with him and Ricky Huddleston and, you know, Rob Juker and all these great Bulldogers. bulldoggers. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I want a bulldog. And then when it didn't work out, I'm like, oh, crap. You know, what do I do now? Because I've never had a hobby. And um, so he goes and gets in a truck for Benny Butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to just keep being part of the rodeo deal. And and who would ever thought that this would have worked out the way it did. But, you know, well, like there's was, other things to do in rodeo besides like sure. there's if you want to rodeo professionally, there's you can be a part of rodeo without having maybe, you know, going to the finals every year. There's a lot of different opportunities. Yeah. Well, you uh, there's actually J.D. Feller. Uh, our friend, and you were driving Benny's truck, and you were trucking back and forth from Omaha, stock. Yep. And JD said, was laughing at Rump, you know, because he's always been this way. So you, you, know? need, you need to be a clown. And he says, you should be a rodeo clown. And then he puked in a beer box. <laughs> not, not me. I, that was JD. No, JD did. Not, not, <laughs> he was driving the semi. And I said right off the bat, rodeo clowns are dumb. But and you I realize st- they're not. Not now. Then he found out what they get paid. The good ones get paid. I, w- I win every perf. I'm that's, right, that's right. That's, that's right. I, you score good every perf. Yeah. You never miss one out. You're loving it. But the it, thing is that I, I've got set the, the good relationship with all the rodeo guys is because I remember when I was a contestant. So that's, that's one cool thing. Um, I found out uh, I clowned the Lubbock College Rodeo uh, for Texas Tech. So, like, a younger kids – uh, like high school and college kids, I've worked at college finals too. They do not want to make eye contact with the rodeo clown. Like they will go, like just walking down Are the hall. Are they scared of you? I'll, no, they're too cool. And I'll be like, hey, what's up, guys? And I'm like, huh. Just keep on walking. You know, like they just absolutely hate me. But then you go to a pro rodeo and we got Jacob and, and Tanner Bruner and Tough Cooper and all my buddies are all high five and you know, making jokes, and then they like you again. So hey, that's you, way cooler than the college guys like you. All yeah. you young kids out there, get it together. We're friends. <laughs> We're what, friends. What about uh, t- tell Joe about the bit of advice you got in Clovis, New Mexico, your first pro rodeo? Oh, this is before me and Hambone were really good friends. <laughs> Hambone had just been through a horrible wreck where a speaker fell on his leg and broke his leg, and he cried. Did you hear that? Already? I did not cry. He, he cried. Yeah, you We've cried. got videos. You was cried. Held rod of days in Vegas he at cried. nine in the morning, so I was not feeling mute. Good. Mute you. You <laughs> cried. I did not. Andy told me throughout your he life you cried a lot. Okay. So anyhow, Hambone pulls up, and I'm nervous as crap because I've never hard. I've only clowned like six perps before I did my first pro rodeo. And so I'm down there with uh, my father-in-law's trailer, a bucking horse I got from Dale Kling, a barrel that I got from Andy North, and um, I'm staying in the back seat of my pickup. 
And Hambone comes whipping up there and rolls the window down. He goes, heard you're clowning here. I go, I sure am. He goes, I just want you to know that most people are funny outside the arena, suck inside of it. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just because you're funny, a lot of times you're funny and people think they're funny. Then they get in the arena and everybody hates them. Well, good luck. And he rolls his window up and left. Made you feel really good. No, it didn't. I was messing with him. <laughs> no, you weren't. You said that with a straight face like the meanest guy ever. Well, it's true. There's a, you know the worst thing that can be said about you in the rodeo business is that he's a nice guy. Oh, because yeah. Because it's followed up, that's but a, he sucks. That's a, that, if they start it's off, true. he's a nice See, guy. There's a lot of nice guys. I don't have to worry hear. about that because I don't hear that that Me much. neither. <laughs> but hold on. We think Joe's a nice guy, but there's no butt behind it, right? There could be. Could be. Um, oh, Joe's the best. Would you ever, uh, you know, we should do Joe sometime. It'd be really fun uh, at if we would get to the right place where you could put the face paint on and clown a perv. How fun would that be? That would be awesome. As long say. as you don't bring that little fighting bull in. No. <laughs> <laughs> that miniature fighting bull that took you out, I'm out, man. I'm That done. fighting bull disappeared. That's good. He yeah. died. I thought that was going to be the coolest act ever. Oh. I'm not going to lie. When I heard about it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Rome's going to make kind of not... I'm not being ugly, kind of poke fun at the bullfighters, and people think Rump can't move. I remember Rump when he was thinned up, and he could get it. I can still he move. Still he still can for a and, friend. But, hey. but people think he can't, so I thought, this could be the greatest act ever. He's got these little miniature Zebu-looking bramers, I don't know, There's and he's going to get out there, and he's going to, boy, he's going to give them the move, fight them, and everybody's going to do well, them bullfighters ain't doing shit, you know? That didn't work so no, well. No, it didn't. Well, it did, it did at Sydney, Iowa. He came yeah, out and that's jumped where, him. That's where I thought it was the coolest. The one time it I worked. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So then we turned him out at Denver, 9,000 <laughs> pe people in the crowd, and we're pumped up. And we turn out this 300-pound Zebu, and he's hot. He's mean. He's Chad Smith. Yeah, he ain't playing now. And he comes out and rump back fakes him, and he's, you know, acting like he's Miles Hare in 1983 and doing all these moves. And all of a sudden he goes to cut. And the dirt it moved was out. The, and it was his, where the third barrel yeah, was. His two bones went on his top. Just his leg went. They touched and busted everything. In several pieces. What, what all happened to your knee? Uh, ACL, MCL, PCL, PCL, double meniscus, and shattered the tibia. And this bull doesn't know this. What? This little bull doesn't care either, <laughs> did he? Oh, no. Oh, he, he just camps on you. So then, so then he's grabbing his knee. And I thought you were just playing. Yeah, nobody would Everybody help. Everybody else and, did, too. And the yeah. bullfighters are going, laughing, of back. course. Let, this is all part of the show, and this bull is <laughs> just hitting me inside and, the and face. And so then this little zebu runs a horn in <laughs> the taint and <laughs> scraped it terrible. And, and so he not only has a blown-out knee, but now he's got a hey, horn in the still, butt. still, everybody's just laughing. Good, that's a good act. And nobody knows he's about to get it, you know? Well, then I seen. <laughs> Well, I had to go straight to Rapid City because that was uh, Rapid started on Monday. And you and, need the money, so you had to go. Well, yeah. I was I was telling myself, and you've done it before. Everybody that rodeos has had an injury, and you're like, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. okay. I'm all right. Like your your arm might <laughs> you might not be able to move your arm. You're like, oh, I just lost feeling. It'll probably be back. And your buddy's like me. Oh, shut up. You're fine. Let's drink beer. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a Binion serve. He, I think you're being dramatic. I'm like, <laughs> I go into the Justin Sports Room, and Rick Foster's like. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Holy shit, what happened to your leg? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. So yeah. yeah, his legs are big to begin with. They were. <laughs> it was, I'm not kidding you. His knee was this big. So they wrap it up, so. and uh, not in the knee brace like 85. Like, <laughs> yeah, good one. They have one made of steel. And uh, and so Hambone, he loads all my stuff, and he's like, oh, you'll be fine. You're going to be good. You're going to be fine. You'll be good. <laughs> so I drive to Rapid City, and I get out 
I was being positive. I'm trying. like peg legging around and I'm a little nervous. So I go to Walgreens and I get a bottle of ibuprofen and, and uh, three boxes of black box wine. <laughs> and I made it a power through. <laughs> I did power through. I made it through seven performances until Dr. Duchesne from Black Hills Orthopedic. Showed up. And I, I think that's when you got there when you walked up and I, was that when you were you had your arm in the sling and I can't walk and you're like, man, we're looking good, aren't we? Yeah, I said, what a pair, what a pair we are. <laughs> and goes, he still didn't know how bad it was, really. He goes, what'd you do? I said, I think I tore my ACL. And Joe's like, you sure? Because <laughs> like the leg was, <laughs> and his foot was turned that way, oh. like his toes out there. I said, hey man, run by. I hate to tell you, but there's a couple more things in there besides an ACL. Yeah, and, but that's, a bit, I mean, comparing that to contestants, he had to keep going. You know, he was, uh, you know, as a friend, I was. Then I got concerned for him, but it, 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 did I did. It. I, I do love him. Later. Um, Thank you. I love you. Later, you concerned. So, not but, then. you know, I mean, he's, got, he's got triplets at home. Yeah, they're You expensive. know, mortgage to pay. So, and like contestants, if we don't go, we don't get the check. Yeah, well, and that's February, and you came back at Austin. Yeah, that was. Like, way too early. Wait, well, he, no, actually, the, that was kind of a crazy deal. I went to a, believe it or not, I went to, first, I went to an Indian shaman healer. For like a week and <laughs> whatever works, man. And it was what do you was, do? Hey, man. I went to one of those one time. That stuff they give you doesn't heal you, it just makes you think you're healed. <laughs> <laughs> well it was a weird deal, but it, it didn't actually fully work. I felt pretty good. <laughs> Mr. Tambourine man. When, when I, <laughs> hey, Mr. Tambourine. I'm, it was the pain was gone. Play a song for me. The See, lady, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, so then um they they hooked me up with the Texas UT uh one of the people that volunteers for Austin is actually a trainer for uh, Texas Longhorns football. So I got to do all my rehab at UT, which I thought my whole life I was pretty tough. Uh -uh. I'm not tough. I thought I was tough, but when I had to leave my legs straight for five weeks to let the screws set in the plates before we started bending it, <laughs> when they started bending it, ow, you will pee a little. And that's not like a clown joke. You will, it's kind of no, gross. Serious. That's yeah, serious. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, those, those injuries, you know, rodeo clowns. I learned a lesson, and my wife told me before that whole deal, she's like, that's stupid, don't do it. And I said, Ashley, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I know. Yeah. I'm like, this will be great. This will be fun, people. Gonna, she, you're going to get hurt. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. She's like, you're not 20 anymore. I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> then later that night, Hi, babe. <laughs> Something happened today. Which, well, you used to get on a bucking horse, and, and everybody finally told you to not, not get on. Yeah, that was so Because stupid. that was, he literally, because I rode being rump, I and, and all these contractors loved to, to give him shit, so they would run in a bucker. And I'd not ride like, that Not sucker. like the old, blue, old blueberry, that old horse he'd get that would just crow hop <laughs> down the pen. He would get on a bucker, and I think the last one was in Corpus, when you got on, when Heath Stewart ran that NFR horse in there, wasn't it? Yeah, Big Bad John. But I was talking crap the whole time, so I had to do you it. You had to do it? You came back out. No we way. were at the production meeting, and uh, they said, well, hey, do you want to do your act? I said, man, I wish Frontier Rodeo had something rank enough to buck me off. There you go. And Heath goes, what'd you say? I said, it's too bad. Uh, <laughs> I pulled my day sheet out. I'm like, too bad Big Bad John ain't turned out. I'd spur that piece of crap. So then we sat down, and the, the main man, Johnny Filippello's like, we're going over the day sheet, and he's like, turnouts in the bronc riding tonight, court shear on this, and uh, 
so and so on Big Bad John's turned out. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> it's kind of like that Snickers commercial. You need to get away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Want to get away? I so I uh, yeah that was I retired that and uh, that was enough. So that's why I just like watching the bronc riding now and and uh, I don't. I'm trying to do things not to break anything. So for a while. Like your mannequin act. Now you have moms come out of the stands. Yeah. We do moms now. Have you ever heard this story about San Angelo? Oh, okay. So he does the mannequin act, and it's a twist on the old clown act where yeah, they bring a mannequin out, and you have three gals dance, and they dance in front of it, but you can't. And then you drag the mannequin out, and the, your bullfighter buddy or somebody's dressed up like the mannequin, and he's all stiff, and you drag him back out, <laughs> and you stand in there, and then they dance again, and then he comes alive, right? Yeah. That's the gist yeah. of it. Ha, ha, ha. It's funny. It well, is. San Angelo, he gets three gals. There's one that, you know, is retirement age, one kind of iffy in between, and then one that she's a, a morally casual looking. Yeah, <laughs> she, you know, if, uh, what would you say? If she was a wine, you would call it full-bodied. <laughs> um, anywho, so the old lady, she goes first, and she breaks it down. And then it's the, 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 the full-bodied gal next, and Boyd goes, all right, you, you know, and that old lady broke it down now. She and did. this gal says, well, she took all my moves. And, and she's like, Boyd goes, well, you better come up with something. And anyway, I hit the music, and she goes walking seductively up to this mannequin. Joe, she grabs the mannequin and throws it on the ground. Now, this is San Angelo. This sold out 6,000 people in the crowd, standing room only. At a family show, mind and, you. And straddles and it, jumps. sits down on it, and <laughs> grinds on it to where it made the I, mannequin blush. I, I shut the music off, and I'm underneath the table going, oh, no, she did You're didn't. stuck. Yeah. Every, For the first time in 40 years of announcing rodeos, Boyd Paul Hamas said, I have never been speechless until right now <laughs> the lady and if you can get an announcer to shut up you've done the, something the lady looked at me i'm like and he had that okay big, well show's over he had that big <laughs> dumb look and and half the crowd is dying laughing and half of them are going i was like that's well, I had too a, much i had a good run in san angelo <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed it and appreciate y'all having me by and uh so <laughs> now we have the fun-loving. Where's the fun-loving grandmas? And that's when we get to come out yeah, of the stand. I had to change it to grandmas because grandmas won't hump a mannequin. And then uh, thank you, And grannies. she did, too. I mean, it, I'm not kidding you, Joe. I went under the table. But, see, that's the stuff that people don't realize that y'all go through. I mean, seriously. You know, you go through so much stuff in a production that you have to just figure out how to get by and keep rolling because number one the announcer they're not going to help you if you get in a bind if they catch oh, no. you in a bind they, well, you're on your own yes sir <laughs> they're going to leave you out there they're going to dangle that line and say oh i got your ass well and that's what I, that's what i miss about being a competitor because if you get to a rodeo that's a little bit shady as soon as you're done bam gone. you're gone you're not you know most of the most of the time like uh, my, if I don't go to Slack, you don't see your time of it, buddies. Yeah. Like, because by the time that the event's over, they're gone. And there's several times I got to a rodeo where, like, man, this is going to be a long three days, you know? Yeah. I there's can't. a lot of those paycheck rodeos. Yeah. You know, you got to go for the paycheck. I've, but... only, I've only turned out one. Turned out one rodeo that I was in. Where? I don't want to say over the mic because we got 5,000 people watching right now. Yeah, so. go ahead and tell us. Is that we're, it? We're going to make them take you back. It was a rodeo <laughs> in Charleston. Oh, my microphone won't work. Moving right along. Oh, are you talking about Cross at Arkansas? No, not that one. I finished that one. 
Oh. It's a different one. Oh, Guyman, Oklahoma. No, I was about to die at Guyman. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't do the perf. Yeah, but that didn't count because I, I was in the hospital. Did you or did you not do the performance? I had strep throat. Aww. I couldn't. I hey, literally couldn't Emma, talk. I've had strep throat a guy and had the rope in the rain. Yeah. See, that guaranteed check made him soft. No, I. <laughs> Gold buckle beer made him soft. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Moving right along. So uh, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but I, I do want to ask you something, and I don't know if you've been asked this, but, you know, I know a, per a positive person like you don't have any regrets, but is there anything you would have done different in your career? No. And I'll tell you why. An old man told me one time there's a big windshield and a small rearview mirror. And, you know, you make decisions day to day. You go, you do. Uh, I've, been, I've been as high as a person could be. You know, you're 19 years old and you got a world championship. You got money and you got friends and you got followers and you got hanger owners. You think you never see another poor day, you know. Man, I've, uh, I've, I've ducked down and had a gold medal stuck on me at Gold Medal Square in, in Calgary with the, the Olympics. Um, I, I've been as, as high as you can be on winning and living, and I've been as low as you can be. You know, I buried Brady Hellams, yep. that kid that, that lived with me like John Douch, and, and I buried my own boy, you know, and I've been through some things. David Bowen, Randy Dearland, those guys got killed in that plane crash. They lived with me at the time. You know, I had to go, I had to go fly up there and fly them home, you know, and, I mean, I, I'd call their mom and dad, and I've been through, the, I've been through it all. And I think um, – I think a person chooses day to day whether to be be happy and positive and go with the flow or to be negative and shitty and 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 be sad all the time, you know. And I just look through the big 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 front view, you know. I got a big windshield and that's, I just roll on, hope it's good. If it is, it is. If it isn't, that's where I am. And even us too, you know, talk about getting sour, you know, you rodeo hard yep. all summer and you get to September and October and you're, at, you know, some smaller county fair rodeos. And I've caught Dusty myself, hot. and it's embarrassing. I get mad at myself where I kind of get maybe short with the committee guy or something, yeah. or somebody just wants, you know, I got to forget that that's it. That that rodeo, I forget what it was like when I was a kid at Sydney, Iowa, yeah. when we would ride our bikes to, in the rain to go help Jerry Dornkamp and Scott McLean, those guys feed horses just to be a part. It didn't just matter. Just to be there. Just to be yeah. there. And sometimes I lose that, and I get mad at myself. Um, and so I really have to look inside to – to and look at a little kid at that rodeo and go that's the magic that's why i love the sport that's right is because you can be with your heroes i remember one time i was my dad that one year one year my dad was sick and i thought i had the finals made i went home and they, i didn't they bumped me out so next year we go through the same thing he gets sick about august or whatever you know so i remember i sat in there one day with him and i was needing to go i was about 10th 11th 12th in both events i thought man i need another week or two and I said, man, I, I guess I have to fly to Ellensburg next week. And he said, no, you get to fly to Ellensburg. Yes, sir. He said, you get to go. And I thought about it right then. I thought, you know, if, if we looked at life more like we get to do instead of we have to do, you know, you look at the privilege and the not, it's going to outweigh it every time. So I think we just got to, in a nation, man, like right now, mm. we better choose to be on the, the happy side and the good side because nobody knows what over, is over that next wall. Well, I tell you what. The rodeo business is so blessed to have you in it, Joe Beaver. You are, a, you are an asset. You are amazing on TV. You're like, um, uh, oh, who's the guy who could never win a uh, 
Super Bowl played now for the Cowboys. Now you're saying I can't win nothing, no, huh? you, you've won eight. Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> no, uh, he calls the games now. He used to Romo, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. He could call a play before it even happens. And you're like that. You 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 know. Oh, he's a little late, but he's gonna reach out there, and you know the guy reaches, and like you said it last night, or tough. You know he's gonna have to reach, and you reach, and he ends up winning the round. That's impressive, and I think you're amazing on TV. I think it's amazing what you do with young uh, athletes and and in, in uh, our sport, and you're a positive influence. And we're just blessed to call you friend. Yes, sir. And thank you. And I think we deserve to give this, or he deserves to give him a big Amen. round of applause for the 40 years he's given. Hey. The sport of rodeo and all of us fans, because I'm a fan, well, first and foremost. And it's the only it's the only one I do. Thank God. Like other people that show up and do other ones, we're not going to bring any names. Yeah, up, let's bring him remember, up here. This is the part it has to be, too. Uh, Joe Beaver, everybody. Now get your ass to work. Get your ass out of here. Yeah, go get back to work. Go get your makeup on. Get on TV. Yeah. Speaking of somebody that did another podcast that is – Oh, look at him. Now he's giving a pump-up hey, speech. Actually, What's it like in a pump-up speech actually, from Jacob? Go back there and start over so we can introduce you yeah. better. Yeah, go start over. Yeah, go, go, this go is go our stand show. Over there. Do what we say. Like yeah, just like the back number, sir. Well, buddy. you should have made it on time. Okay. Hit some music and introduce him. Hold on. Everybody just stare blankly at Jacob. Hold on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, from his first NFR, from the cornfields of Iowa... <laughs> from having a mullet where dreams are made and hearts are broken from the shadows of Wade Sundell he emerged a man a man so tough he once made a paper airplane that safely seated seven <laughs> oh, okay get him up here get ladies and gentlemen here, steer wrestler Jacob Edler cousin Eddie not Ed not elder <laughs> not elder I, said I called elder. him Edler or El Elder uh, like two times on the welcome ceremony. Well, uh, truth be too. told, Rump and I were drunk. I wasn't on the Cowboy Channel. You weren't? No. Oh, I couldn't because Oopsie. that guy kept making me not be. <laughs> that guy in the in the hall. Fast Eddie. Good to see you. Good to see you guys too. And we really dropped the ball. Actually, I did in the past where we've uh, the Rump Chat sponsorship. We sponsor a Cowboy every year. We don't pay them any money. No money. Give them anything. They just get to wear our patch. We just make them wear a patch. And uh, I didn't get the patch program turned in. And he even called I me. I made more initiative than you did. You to did. <laughs> Rump chat patch that doesn't pay a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it never has. And it probably won't in the future anyway. But um, but we need to get. Actually, Zach, can you bring over some patches from the booth? Yeah, it's the last perf. What, can, they, can they fine you for Rump, the last day? Rump will pay your fine. What is the fine? $250? The Let's check of, that out. The amount of fines I've gotten this week, it doesn't matter. What'd what you get fined for? <laughs> yeah, let's hear that. Yeah, well, so. <clears throat> you, yeah. Did you get fined for your happy dance the other night? Can no, no, I did not hat? get fined for that. But I did have a steer that shot, fought the shoot for like a minute and a half. And like every, it goes in increments of 45 seconds. And every time it goes past 45 seconds, it doubles and triples. And well, what are you supposed to do if your steer's laying down and you're in the box? Well, the judge, they claim that they only, there's a judge that stands up top with a stopwatch. And they, they're, they're, it's their discretion whether the steer's down and you're able to take them. But they can't see if that steer's head's turned back one way or another. So they don't stop the stopwatch. So that steer wasn't laying down, but he was looking right back at me. I couldn't nod, 
and uh, I got fined like thirty seven hundred bucks for it. Thirty seven hundred dollars? You can okay. pay to park like three days in Fort Worth with that money. Let's pass around the hat. It might have been. Let's pass around the hat. Let's get thirty seven hundred to pay his fine. Everybody throw it. No, everybody's like, nope. That's my parking money for the rodeo tonight. It's gonna get. Reduced. I can see it being like two hundred. Yeah, you can go. You can file a. a you can go a, a, file an appeal or grievance. Yeah, it's only twenty five hundred if you get caught peeing outside out here. It would have no been cheaper time. to go pee on the sidewalk than it would have been waiting on the stairs. Yeah, but I don't understand <laughs> what they're now. Now I'm in, just looking at you. I'm just in the timed events. I feel it's so different because. In the rough stock, you know, and we've got some of our rough stock guys here, but um, well, a horse, you know, sometimes you know, they, a horse won't be standing perfectly right, and they'll sweat them for ten minutes, roll them up, and pat these rough stock guys around on the ass all the time. But that's time to vent, guys. We get the short end of the stick. <laughs> Suck it, shorty. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, shorty Garrett. Why is bronc riding take forever? Yeah, shorty. Why do you guys get so long in the shoot when the rest of us don't? I love talking to a guy without a microphone. Oh. <laughs> Fight. Hey, yeah, Shorty. You've always called him a pussy. Here he is. Go tell him to his face. No, just kidding. Don't, don't do anything. That's just a joke. We got another round. How, how awesome is it, though? I've got to watch you, and I've always, you know, uh, as you know, I'm friends with all the Bulldoggers, and we've been pulling for Jacob for three years. Yep. To get to this point. Not just because you're an Iowa boy. Because you're a good dude. It's like Riley. Just a good dude. The favorite story, though, when, when Riley Duvall said the first time he brought home Jacob, uh, Riley's mom <laughs> asked Riley, does he have any other clothes? Do I need to take him to the, to the mall to buy him some pants? Yeah, they thought I was homeless. <laughs> no. So uh, how did you end up with Riley? Did you go to his uh, school or something? No. Duvall's? Uh, Actually, I uh, transferred from Iowa Central Community College down to Altus and uh, got hooked up with Shane Fry when he was living in Duncan and went and practiced with him. And he brought me over to Shakota and uh, got to meet all the Duvals and got to practice there. And, uh, I mean, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And when you talk about the Duvals, like we talked about with Joe, you talk about a family that has, has helped out the next generation and gave back so much with – Everybody, in the, the steer wrestlers that come and practice and helping people out. The, the, of course, Riley is a great guy, and he's a big Rump Chat fan. Correct. So, uh, you know, with Spud and everybody, and you can listen to Roy's stories forever. You can listen to Roy's. I've sat outside, outside that tack room with him and listened to that guy for hours. Constant entertainment. How cool is that, though? You know, being an Iowa kid, too, and I was there a couple episodes ago. Um, I was playing voicemails from Bob Tallman, which are the most random thoughts in the world. But being a, from a small town in Iowa, and here I am having multiple voicemails from the Bob Tallman. You know, I, I, I get that sense. It's just amazing. And I'm, I'm sure you felt the same way. I'm sitting outside Roy Duvall's tack room listening to the legend tell stories. How cool is it? It's awesome. The greatest of all time, you and him, one-on-one. -on -one. Can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah, because he does got good old stories. I like the – he said that first year when we're back in, when he was rodeoing at back in the wilder day. Back in the wild west days I'd, is how he'd start. I'd slam a stair in that coliseum in Oklahoma City and bail over the fence, and I'd have a beer in my hand by the time the stair hit the ground. <laughs>
Now that's bulldogging right there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Roy, Roy also said one of the, the best things he's ever said about uh, steer wrestlers. The last time I seen him, I said, well, what do you think is so different about steer wrestlers from your area, from steer wrestlers today? He said two things, lawn chairs and awnings. I said, what are you talking about? He said, all these bulldoggers today got lawn chairs and awnings. If you're rodeoing hard, you shouldn't have time to put either one of them out. <laughs> That's true. But uh, was it so much different? You've tried so hard, and you've been close to the NFR. You're like, man, to make the NFR. And they're like, well, maybe maybe we might not have an NFR. Like, was that was that something that kind of was a – That was a little nerve-wracking for sure. Like, I, I was paying close attention to it every day, praying every day that this was going to happen. And guys, whether you like him, hate him, or whatever, uh, George Taylor pulling this off and it supposedly adding all the, all the money – Hats off to you, George Taylor. Amen. Thank you. So how many, no. po- how many points have you won this week? How many what? Points. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know for sure. Because you split around. Yep. So yep. does that go on rodeo pay or like here do you actually get paid like from a check? I, I, I've just been here bulldogging. I figured there's people with calculators the PRCA pays <laughs> to figure all the rest of that out. I'm just going to keep on That is a bulldogger there. answer. Well, let's just say this. You are one go-round, just a go-round win from the number one spot in the world. He did it. No pressure. No pressure. Hey, there ain't no pressure. This is round 10, and everybody keeps talking about this average. I didn't come here to be average. I'm, I'm here to run this last year. I'm letting my big hairy nuts fly out and <laughs> run at this last one. That's why we are here. Speaking of that. If you go to Manscaped and enter code RUMPCHAT20, you get a free lawnmower 2.0. Actually get 20% off. Oh, 20%? Is it? Okay. But I am also excited, you know. I don't know exactly how much money I've won this week, but I'm going to be in a new tax bracket, like the one where you actually pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always good. That's People are like, cool. that means business is good. And I, no, it sucks. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm excited. That's I'm excited that's, to pay taxes. That's just it. You know, I said this the other day on our... our we do a... Uh, live spot on Cowboy Channel every day at 345. Um, and I was like, Edler doesn't even know he's in the NFR. Like, you're going at it just like you always do. I've seen you hoop and holler in Prescott, Arizona. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. And that's what I love. You always, you're like him. You always got a positive out, out, outlook on most things, except he was a little bitchy this morning when he got here. But anyway. I was. Uh, but that's important. And, that's, and people like to be around Guys like you, and that, obviously look at the success you're having with that attitude. Oh, for sure. What? Uh, tell us about the horse you're riding. Well, uh, I started out the week on uh, Ditto, uh, the mare that uh, kind of got me here, and uh, she's she's owned by Shane Fry, and I actually had quite a bit of success on her the first five rounds, but it felt like I just kept getting a little bit more separation every night, and I wasn't confident that I was going to catch the last five steers on her, so. I asked Stetson Jorgensen uh, if I could ride Mabel. I'd rode her before and had success on her, and without hesitation, he told me yes. And uh, that is that is a true friend, and uh, that, that's why I love bulldogging. We're all here to help each other out. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, Andy uh, Hilton brought that up the other day. Of all the – everybody's got good groups, but as far as, like, a lot, most of the rough stock guys are all pretty good buddies. But, you know, the uh, – the Bulldoggers are pretty much the biggest, like, group of buddies. Yeah. You see, like, you never see team ropers come hug another team roper after a good run. Have you ever well, noticed that's that? That's true. Or, and or, I'm not knocking that. No, I'm, or, like, you know, uh, there is, 
there's multiple guys that'll jump in and push your steer. Like you got to put, you need to push, and you push, you know, I got him good, or get his head, or something like that. <laughs> calf ropers, you know, the calf's in the chute, and like my brother, you look around. Can it, do you have any friends? Is anybody gonna push your calf? And then the, you know they're in the box trying to rope. But yeah, they're looking around. It's not that way with the bulldoggers. Absolutely not. And then they get they get me punk because I used to run the neck rope a bunch. You know, I did it Houston for a long time. Same bunch. And then they. They'd be in there like, boom, now let's go. And they'd slap each other back. And I'm like, yeah, can't wait to run this barrier. <laughs> I, yes. I, I can't remember what rodeo was at, but you were like 3-5, and I was so excited. And you gave me a high five that actually shattered two bones in my wrist. Really? <laughs> I don't, I don't I, Shorty. Thank you, Shorty. I take back what I said about Bronchriders. Oh, look at this. There's a peace offering. Oh, Shorty Garrett. Shorty everybody. Garrett. Shout out to Bronco Rider. He, he's not so bad. Uh, he's not so bad. Uh, he's but, a good dude. But, uh, Don't let him I also golf tackled time. you at Hempstead this year. Yeah, pretty violently. Well, yeah, I, I was really nice about it. Like, you were messing with me. I first. didn't want to do it, though. Like, here's the thing about the Bulldogger tackle thing. Boyd started that. I had nothing to do with that, right? And so after it went well, hey, how many people here want to see the Bulldogger tackle a rodeo clown? Well, of course, everybody wants to see a fat guy get freight trained, you know. Yeah. So I, the thing is, I never set the deal up. But at Hempstead, I was so excited that you were coming to the finals. I wasn't even coming to tackle you. I was literally coming out to try to give you a high five. And Liar. you turned on me and broke my freaking sternum in half. Okay. And that made the Des Moines news, by he the way. That spot that, that they did on the Des Moines. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like me and Jacob kind of ran into each other and I kind of rolled on the ground and people kind of cheered. He picked me up in the air. No, I did not. I was running after you. I was nope. running after you and I saw your knee braces and I was like, I could have went real low and wrecked your shit, dude. <laughs> I could have. But I was like, ah, I'm going to get him up by the shoulder. Just lay him down right Then here. you pulled my underwear open and dropped dirt down it. I did not. Yes, you did. No, we got. Oh, wait, that was Jewel that did that. <laughs> I believe that was Jewel Hazen. Do you know how hard it is to get red dirt out between your sweaty butt cheeks during the bronc riding at a pro rodeo? I live in Alba, Oklahoma. I live with red dirt between my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ride, 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 Rangers, ride. Ride, Rangers, ride, baby. Did so, you, uh, no, go ahead. He's Northwestern guy. Did you ever graduate from Northwestern? I did. It only took me seven years. Me too. Hey. <laughs> hey. And they're not the doctors. We are not know. doctors, no. Well, actually. I, no. But uh, you're marrying a South Dakota girl, right? I am, yep. Woo. Knocked her up too, didn't you? Yep. boy. I'm going to be a dad. Just uh, let me tell you, it's the greatest thing on earth. What I'm, a, you're I'm pretty excited. I've never bulldogged at the NFR, but I am a dad, and it's the greatest thing on earth. I'm happy for you. She just having one at a time? Yeah, like I asked the doctor four or five different times. I said yeah. they're just one in there, right? Are you going to do a gender reveal, or do you know what it is? Uh, Are you going to do like a weird gender reveal where you can't see, and they turn out a steer, and it's pink or blue? Because, well, Edler, with your luck, it's one of those where they, you know, they'll let it off, and it's blue, and you're all excited, and then the... The mom or the sister that set it all up goes, no, it's the wrong color. I don't care you know what <laughs> this baby is, but my, my old lady is very, very confident it is a woman or a baby girl. Because <laughs> it's a woman. Because it's a woman baby. It's a woman baby. <laughs> because she got on this Cyber Monday thing after Thanksgiving and bought Miss Cleo $500 worth of baby shit for girls that so, she claims is bougie. You, you, <laughs> bougie. I think you, well, bougie. You, better, you better keep winning, brother. 
Yeah, it turns out and kids are expensive. But I, it, it only ended up being like 100 bucks because of the Cyber Monday deal. Oh, oh well, that's good. Well, so so what, thanks, Cyber Monday. What do you do with that girl stuff if it's a boy? I guess we'll have to try have another one, I guess. <laughs> use it eventually. Try, try, try. Oh, goodness. Um, kind of tell everybody kind of your story because you did not grow up in a rodeo family. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I just a pretty simple farm boy from Iowa, and uh, I had some. Uh, go Hawks? Go Cyclones. Yeah, no, I don't. Son mm, of a. Go Cyclones. They can. Just when they're not playing Iowa. Can we just appreciate that, like, Iowa State is finally kicking ass? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, okay. They are. We have not been in a conference championship game since 1912. That's a long time, man. It's just, a long just time be of nice to us for one year. I will. I know I, I am. And and just kiss your coach goodbye. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, so simple farm boy, Iowa. And uh, actually, uh, there's a family that lived down the road. Their their names were the Shows. And uh, Tyler's actually Absolutely. here today. Would you Is mind he? if he came up? No, oh, yeah. no, my old high school rodeo buddy, Tyler. I didn't even see him. There he is, Tyler. Tyler Shaw. And I, I would actually like him. Iowa to... High School Rodeo champ, right there. What's up, old Doug? Good to see you, man. What's up, dude? All right. Yeah, just bail right in there. Just I have stand. another microphone, but I don't know how to hook it up. I broke the chair. We had two chairs, but I had an accident. But uh, we're we're actually gonna let Tyler tell a story about like he actually sold me my first horse, and uh, not bulldog and horse, just your first horse. My first calf roping horse, and. Uh, so I've got my learner's permit, and I can't drive by myself to their house. So my mom calls Tyler, and I'm just going to let him take the story over. <laughs> she, uh, she asked if my wife and I would come over and just ride along with him over to the arena. So, sure. We get over there, and he takes his horse and loads it. In a, he's got a four-door gas pickup, 16-foot bumper pull pulls out of his driveway and I mean throws rocks against this trailer <laughs> it's like a mile and a half to the hard road I look over we're going 60 mile an hour down a gravel road slams on the brakes at the stop sign my wife's sitting behind me and she detests poor driving when pulling a horse and I can feel the steam rolling <laughs> off of her head as he stomps on the gas and breaks the tires loose on the hard road and I finally look over like dude we have got to teach you some stuff about driving. He's really good. He listened. He'd stop. He'd ask if he did all right. He'd take off. We'd ask if he'd do all right. <laughs> the time we got to the house, he was driving like you should. Gets out and he unloads his horse, Snooper, and Snooper's got the hide peeled from the tops <laughs> of his forelock all the way down his nose. There's blood dripping everywhere. Jacob goes, what happened to Snoopers? <laughs> My wife looks at him and says, it was your shitty driver. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, not for Snoopers. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> so you're driving Jacob, what did you do? <laughs> what happened? Uh, what, so, but your driving obviously has got better over the last. Yeah, my driving's got substantially better since then, but uh, without... This man right here, uh, there's no way that I would ever be here and had the success, the success that I've had up until this point. Amen. That's awesome. Good. Amen. Amen. And, and you're not the only one. Tyler, you've had a couple other young guys. Bridger, isn't it? Yeah. I remember when you were bulldogging at Denver uh, and you had a vest on. You built, didn't, didn't no. you have a, Not with him? That, you're no. thinking of Darren Good's boy. Okay. <laughs> Darren Good's boy. He was a senior in high school. That, that was it. Okay, I remember you being there because we talked about it. 
Yeah, senior in high school, and you made the short round, didn't you? He's another Northwest See? Oklahoma State cowboy. NWSU.edu, where you get a quality education for the right price. Check them out more on the internet. Shut up, dude. They didn't sponsor us. I'm Just because you gave them 100000 doesn't mean we Oh, did. I didn't give them shit. <laughs> you better tell at least one more story. Yeah, well, let's hear Let's hear Bacon yeah, story? No, your uh, best Jacob Edler so, story. Uh, after he spent his year at Iowa Central, he called and asked if he could come up and live with us for the summer rodeo. We're like, sure, that'd be fine. And his mom actually called my wife like the day before he showed up and said, we can send a camper with him that he can stay in. And she's like, we've, we've got a bedroom. We just built a house. We had a spare bedroom. He can stay with us. And his mom's like, you do not understand. Jacob is a disgusting individual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are so similar. I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. I used to be pretty gross, he said. Uh, but we, we let him live in the house, and we went to some rodeos and then went to a branding. We got him hooked up with a job with my wife's cousin and uncle. He was going to go work on the ranch. And he was broke. And it's like, Tyler, I'm going to get up and go to work at like 6 in the morning. Like, whatever, you're on your own for breakfast. So. He gets up about 5, 5.30, my wife and I are woken up to the smoke detectors going <laughs> off. Come downstairs, like, Jacob, you're going to cook bacon, like, you can't leave it on high. Tuesday morning, 5.30, smoke detectors go off. <laughs> Wednesday morning, 5.30, smoke detectors go off. He decides after that he's just going to go to town and buy some cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be entertaining being in your – who's in your rig? Uh well, this year it was me and Matt Reeves and Cody Jane and Cade State. Yeah, you didn't make uh, – Cody got – and Celia got married at our venue. Oh, yeah. In Weatherford. Yep. I, and it's – obviously that was the week the protocols came out, so you guys kind of all hit out. And I, I wasn't feeling very good that week, and I got the COVID test that same week, and I hadn't got my results back, and uh, – I didn't know if I had it or not, so I, I had to stay away from one of my best friend's weddings and felt terrible about yeah. it. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> what has been, like, the protocol? Because I know, because on the welcome ceremony, we go to a commercial break, and then all of a sudden here come <laughs> Jewel Hazen and, uh, no one, and Fast Eddie and up behind us, and, you know, you're, you're like, like looking around. The, we're here. I'm like, oh, shit, you are. My okay. family just paid $1,000 to park and get in here, so we're going to be – you'd say our names. Yes, sir. No one knew what the hell was going on. They told us originally at the beginning of the week if we would bring an antibodies test in, then we did not have to get a COVID test. So I was positive for the antibodies. Didn't even know I had the COVID at Which one time. Which is good. Right. That, that is a good thing. And, yep, they didn't swab me when they came. So we, me and Mariah actually got to drive back to Gary Gilbert's place because we left our fancy clothes over there for the back number ceremony. <laughs> Your town clothes? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell were you wearing when you came in? Oh, just my casual denim. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, Iowa casual. <laughs> so we go to Gilbert's, and we're like a mile away from the back number ceremony. We're going to be there on time. Mariah only had like an hour to get ready, which I guess isn't enough time. But... We're, we're oh, young one, you will learn. Yeah. So anyhow, I get a call from so-and-so, some higher up in the PRC. I won't say his name, but he says, uh, Jacob, you need to come back to Arlington before and get your nose swabbed before you can go across stage. I said, what? Yeah, you, you can't go get your back number. And at that time, I thought I was going to get a $1,000 fine, which, shit, I found out it's just 
would have been peanuts, you know, if you look at the <laughs> fine sheet now. But uh, thought I was going to get a thousand dollar fine and not get to go on stage. And I I did dirty cuss so and so, and we get swabbed and another, and and we're driving back and Jewel had to go too because he brought his antibodies test, and he calls me says we're going to make this back number ceremony. Follow me. And I've done some rodeo with Jewel Hazen. And he drives like a crazy son of a bitch anyways. But he didn't have any horses or a trailer on. And I was following him. He calls me and says, hey, this 30 is straight red. I've, I've got it figured out. Follow me. And I was like, okay. And we are on frontage roads driving 75 mile an hour, just fast and furious, ducking and weaving in between everybody. We come up to a stoplight. Jewel just skids into a stop and sits there for like maybe half a second and he just peels his tires out again and runs it and I was like well, hell I don't know where the hell I'm at I better run it with him so <laughs> we get there and all the bulldoggers are standing there with their bags and their back numbers where you got where were you guys at and it's Jules just mind-blown yeah, pissed. He, he tried to call me like a thousand times but my phone was in the back room that's why I didn't answer I got you mm-hmm. but we we decided that we were going to go on stage. We were pissed, and we cut all the bareback riders. We said, hey, we're getting our shit. That was the, that was the not fun. One, not one of them said no. no. <laughs> that was the funniest thing because we were at a commercial break, and Hambo and I were standing at those wood things that we stood behind. Podiums. Podiums. And uh, so, so we're standing there, and uh, we're in commercial break, so we're not saying anything. And before you guys come up on stage and we hear Hey, we're going to get our back numbers and all this bareback riders. Yep, that's good. Sounds good. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Go ahead, boys. Because <laughs> the look on Jewel, Jewel's face was I've serious. Seen that look. He was uh, he was mad. You know, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and especially being your first time. Oh yeah. And Jewel, it's been a few years since he'd been here, so you know, it's a. Oh well, yeah. That was yeah. tough because there was you know about thirty or so contestants that didn't come. You know, and that's their choice. You know, obviously they didn't want to get popped because um, did you get did you have to do a random test? Funny story about that. So, <laughs> I get drawn for this random COVID test, and they, they send you an email the day before. And uh, that night was the one where I get this huge, huge fine. And I go in there and get my COVID test, and right as soon as I leave there, uh, the same so-and-so that originally called me about the antibodies test calls me again to tell me about this fine so I don't see it when I go and look at the draw an hour before the rodeo and I said to him I said god damn so and so can you ever just call me to say hi or have some good news for me he's got to call me with this shit all the time uh, I really hope he sent I hope old so and so sends you a, a Christmas card or something maybe with a gift card to Chili's or something so we have been cussing so-and-so all week, man. <laughs> well, so-and-so's always been like that. <laughs> so uh, I see um, that beautiful patch on the side. Well, it's not the, the cinch. You are now a member, uh, cinch, cinch team member. Congratulations. I'm finally on there. Yep. Uh, how'd that happen? Wasn't there a story with that about there, Rapid City? There is a pretty good story about that. So cinch, they've been dangling the cheese in front of my face for quite some time now. Jessica. and uh, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. They, they, they'd been really good to me. They'd been sending me some clothes, but Jacob Bedler was never worthy of the, the actual cinch down his, down his arm, you know. And finally, like, it's going to happen. Like, me and Jessica have exchanged emails. You're on the team. Yes, you know, I'm pumped. 
go to Rapid City and uh, Rory Lemmel gives us all the free gold buckle beer we could he's drink. He's an over asshole. There. He will get you in a jam that Rory Lemmo will. I wouldn't say he's an asshole. No, he is. He's <laughs> he's my friend, and I'll say that I love Laura, but he's got a little, watch bit of an, him. a little bit of an instigator, maybe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Rory laugh. So, anyways, uh, there's this just big trailer party, and everybody's there, and I get really drunk, and I'm arm wrestling these bronc riders, and I wow, beat, really picked hard there, didn't well, you? Not? Like. After the 40th arm wrestling match, my arm got sore, and I finally lost to one of them, and one of them was talking crap to me. And, like, I guess I was, like, ripping my denim open and getting out on the grass and trying to wrestle them, and I got really, really drunk. But anyways, so the next day... You're in a safe place. You can say that. It's rub chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm walking around the next day, hungover. I, I like, I'm extremely casual at this point, like, shirt and shorts on you never see jacob edler like that and i go and see jacob tally over there and i've never met jessica like in person before and it's her standing next to tally and i'm bullshitting tally you know and jessica looks at me says oh you look a little rough today and i says yeah i got so drunk last night she's like oh i know i'm jessica with cinch by the way and i was like well there goes my cinch opportunity <laughs> Oh, it, yeah, you've had a, a really eventful week because you, you took out Tom Bob Peller. I oh, did. that was you in the video? That, that was, was him. Me. I don't know if you remember. Did anybody see that as the grand entry is carrying TikTok. the Iowa flag and he takes down? So Tom Peller is a Hall of Famer, uh, NFR barrel man. He's he wore a big wig at Justin Boots. He's old. Yeah, he's not young, but he's, always, but he's guiding everybody. And you're on a – what roan horse is that? Because he took a big old leap and did not – and Tom – Oh, that 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 is that is my fiance's barrel horse, yeah. Oh. And you're riding it in the grand entry. Uh, he's normally pretty chill. But <laughs> so, but someone I didn't know is Tom Feller. I can't hear very good. Someone I thought someone told me he took out Tom Selleck in the grand entry, and I was very yeah. Tom Selleck, he's one of my heroes, man. Monty Walsh was one of the three movies I had in college, so I was really, really upset. Tell about me, that. one of them was half baked. You had to have no. That I didn't have half baked. The other two were Bulldog and DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> one was the Roy Duvall Fundamentals of Bulldog, and uh, the other one was the 2000 NFR. Don't ever play over under with me for the 2000 <laughs> NFR. So, <laughs> so it has been. You've had a crazy year between arm wrestling, bronchitis, run over, running over 80 year old men. Yep. So, <laughs> well, he actually Tom came Sonic. up to me. He came up and introduced me right before the bulldog in the next night. He did? Well, like, Matt was messing with me. Jang was messing with me. What was the fine for running that guy over? Oh, nothing. They oh, didn't find me free. anything for that. Yeah. That was well, that guy is Tom Feller. I know. Tom Feller, you could run over him for free. I did not know that. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Jewel Hazen was especially picking on me. So I'm, like, they're fixing to start the bulldog, and I'm just sitting on the box and Someone's just yanking on my belt loop, and I know it's Jewel Hazen. I just know it is, so I don't even pay no attention to it. And it happens for quite a while, and I finally turn around, and it's this little short old guy, and he's like, hey, I'm Tom Feller. Uh, you ran my ass over the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, bud, blah, 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 and apologized to him. We bullshitted for a while, and I says, so, like, probably bad time to ask you, but I'm probably not going to get a sponsorship with Justin Boots. <laughs> you know what, Tom? He probably would. He probably would. That was He was okay. That's the important thing. Everybody can laugh about it. Yep. But it's just like, 
Poor, uh, poor Eddie. It's well, like, what else can... I figured, don't ride a barrel horse in the Grand Entry. That's your problem. Yeah. Well, I figured by the end of this week, like, I'm going to be able to be in the novelty t-shirt business. Like, I don't know what the slogan will be on it, but I'm damn sure going to have a picture of that Roan running over Tom Feller. Well, I tell you what, a t-shirt. we, we got to find out what the fine is. Because if it's not too bad, we'll pay it if you get fined. Call old so-and-so. Because you're going to put our patch on the back. Because I was supposed to get it to you, and I was going to call and try to get it in. And that night, he wins the round. And we were going to put it on a, on his back. And it would have showed up so good on TV. I was actually going to wear it like a tramp stamp on my lower back. You would have to shave can, it. Though. We'll give you two patches. <laughs> Man, it's uh, <clears throat> you're the perfect endorsee for Rump Chat. I mean, you're way cooler than Turnout Tina. Which is Hunter Cure. Thank you. I love you, Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Um, is he here? No, he's oh. not. We just talking. See, that's that's he's going on watching. Facebook. <laughs> he's watching. Anyway, um, well, we're gonna get to uh, our next. I uh, got a buddy of mine who's gonna play a little picking and getting. But um, man, y'all, this could be the next world champion steer wrestle. We'll find out tonight. And he's just a good old boy. Yeah. Well, guys, at some point, uh, we need to just have. Have a sit down, and we'll go through my entire Joe Dirt saga someday. We will. We will get you on another episode of Rump Chat. But thank you, Tyler. It's good to see you, old friend. Jacob Edler, everybody. Fast Eddie. Don't call him Jacob. It's Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Come on up. You're talking about Pete. You know what? While we're getting ready for our next guest, I want to say a big shout-out right now. The person that made all of this possible has done a lot. We got one of our main uh, people this year that have helped us. Pete Car Rodeo has went above and beyond this year to bring the permit challenge in. When the PRCA canceled the permit challenge, uh, Pete, out of his own pocket, put the money together to have it in the stockyards and, and help with Run Chat. So between Gold Buckle Beer, uh, Pendleton Whiskey, Pete Car Rodeo, we've got some of the greatest people. So be sure to check out Manscaped, Rump Chat 20. Get a lawnmower, too, for Christmas so we get ready for a little picking before round number 10 of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo right here on Rump Chat. Yeah, don't forget to try those seltzers. Get you Cran Apple. They're the best ones. CL, did you try one? Peach. All right, y'all. You can't, you can't go anywhere. So... Let's try this. This is our good buddy Alex Bell, and let's give it up for Alex. Yeah. Are you on, buddy? What's going on? Can you hear me? There we go. All right. So, Alex is a buddy of mine. Um, I want you to play that. You, what was that rodeo song you played? Yeah, you know, I love, I love cowboy music. That's kind of one of my favorite things. You know, old school, Red Steagall, Chris Ledoux. Um, but, you know, playing all these small towns and these honky tonks. <laughs> One rodeo song that always sort of gets the people going more than anything else, particularly the barrel racers. They uh, they really love this song, and I feel like it just sort of uh, speaks to them. So, of all the all the sort of songs about rodeo and roping and riding, this one's my favorite. This one's for the barrel racers. I'm just a bachelor looking for a partner. Someone who knows how to ride Without even falling off 
I gotta be compatible. me to my limits. Just once when I break you off. I promise you won't wanna get off if you want it. And let's do it. Ride it, my pony. My saddle is waiting for you to jump on it. If you're haunted, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. My saddle is waiting for you to jump on in. Sitting here flossing, keeping your style. Oh, just once if I had the chance. The things I would do to you. We gotta be compatible. Stretch me to my limits. Sending chills up and down your spine. The juices running down your vine. If you want it, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. My saddle is waiting for you to jump on in. If you want it, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. My saddle is waiting for you to jump on in. Alex Bellin with the That's all a pony we favorite. need to hear. That's awesome. Let's uh let's hear another one, buddy. What do you uh you sing us one of yours? Yeah, man, I'll play you a song that I wrote. Uh, I was playing a gig in Amarillo, and uh, I really, I really, I love R and B and I love old school country. So that's kind of what I do is kind of fuse them together. And I love Ray Price. And so I was thinking about I was listening. I was something about being in West Texas just makes me want to listen to Ray Price. And I was like, man, he's got all these great songs about heartache and cheating and you know, finding somebody at the bar to numb your pain with, or at the rodeo dance. And I thought, man, what, what would a Ray Price song in 2020 sound like? So I was like, you know, that, that sort of old school honky-tonk, four on the floor shuffle feel about heartache, heartbreak, but it's gotta be in 2020. So I wrote this song, it's called Swipe Left, Swipe Right. Swipe left, swipe right. I can't be lonely tonight I need someone to keep the pain at bay What's that? A match? How long can my heart last? Shall we meet somewhere? Pretend it's just for drinks And if he's been ghosting you well, I've been there a time or two, though I will not lie, it's true. I'm not looking for love from above. I guess I'll just shoot my shot. To lose, I ain't got a lot. So let's not play games tonight, because we both swiped right. She don't want to be my friend But she's pretty 
and not very far away. It's only ten. We're barely even friends, but in the back seat of the lift, you hold my hand. And if he's been ghosting you, well, I've been there a time or two. Oh, I will not lie, it's true. I'm not looking for love from above. I guess I'll just shoot my shot. To lose, I ain't got a lot. So let's not play games tonight, cause we both swallowed our eyes. Let's not play games tonight Cause we both swabbed her out Swipe left, swipe right That's a perfect song for this day and age. I love it. Alex Bellin, everybody. Well, <clears throat> we're going to say goodbye. I'm going to have you play one more as you play us out, but... Uh, on the live stream, thank you all for, uh, 2020 was amazing um, for us here in Texas, and we're going to be back in Vegas next year for at least the next five years, but I promise uh, Vegas is going to have a fight on their hands when it comes contract time. So, But anyway, thanks, y'all. Hang out with us. We've got more live music coming up. Huey Fest tonight, Cody Canada and The Departed after the BFO, which is after the uh, watch party for the rodeo. So tickets still on sale. It's all like 25 bucks. You can get BFO, Cody Canada, NFR Watch Party, drinks. It's good stuff. So take care. Alex Bellin, how can we find you? Yeah, you can find Alex Bellin Music on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, ChristianMingle.com. Just uh, <laughs> give me a follow. Grinder. <laughs> That's where we met. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, everybody. Rump chat over. We'll see you. Alex Bellin. Here's another song I wrote. This one's called Timberline. <laughs>